0: $100 million in jury verdicts and settlements for serious injury victims, medical malpractice victims, and surviving family members of wrongful death victims. Trial Lawyers for Justice. This is a firm that does not handle frivolous lawsuits. They go after insurance company money, and they're darn good at it. They don't sell their clients out or settle cheaply. Trial Lawyers for Justice, the firm that goes the distance for you their client they treat their clients the way you would want your own family members taken care of nicholas rowley dominic Pachota, and the other trial lawyers in the firm at trial lawyers for justice dedicated to representing the people and their families in iowa minnesota south dakota wisconsin illinois california wyoming and many other states trial lawyers for justice 100 million dollars in settlements and jury verdicts already in 2016 888-811-0844. Trial Lawyers for Justice.
1: Listening to sports, son. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you did you hear that voice in the past, or in the past, in the background, and, and in the past? Of- <laughs> it's
2: santa x <laughs> <laughs> it's our old friend vernon glad
1: that's right so this is sports econ 101 the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective i'm your host edward brown along with my co-host bruce mcgowan i thought you said
2: we're going to s- discuss sports from a silly
1: perspective yeah well that, that too, you know because this is the uh january 31st show i know uh, just before the year end and of course December 31st the- show correct yes and because of that Who's going to be our guest today? Our good friend Vernon Glenn,
2: longtime TV sportscaster,
1: and we have him on the phone right right now.
3: Right, boy, man, uh, 2016, almost in our rearview mirror, fellas.
1: Can you believe? It's hard to believe. Amazing, just amazing. Uh, And by the way, at each commercial break, we're going to ask a sports trivia question, and uh, let's see. Today's trivia theme is basketball. Sounds good because we know Vern likes basketball. You like basketball, Vern?
3: Uh, I could never dunk.
1: But I love the game. <laughs> I've I only had dreams of dunking. Except actually, when I was younger, I could dunk a grape. Then I could dunk a tennis ball. Couldn't do it with a bowling ball or anything else. So. I actually, you
2: know, I'm six, almost six six, and I actually could. I couldn't dunk it regularly, but I actually did dunk it once, just practicing on my own.
1: I can only wow. dunk but, I can only but, dunk a donut. That's but, all. But you I know, you're a
2: six six. You should be able to.
1: Yeah, yeah, you should. should be able
2: to, when I was twenty-two, yeah. well, but I would think I would think with a running start. Yeah, you, yeah. you got a puncher's chance. There you well, go.
1: My my, uh, my son's friend is six eleven. Oh my god! A, yeah, and and, and he, he, had probably, a,
2: he, he probably he not even have to jump up. To, yeah, to he
1: he had a hard time. <laughs> really? Yeah, he wasn't quite as coordinated. Did as Did he well, have I alligator hope. arms or something?
3: You uh. <laughs> 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 must have alligator arms.
1: No, he he. <laughs> Speaking to,
3: on behalf of my brothers out there of color. This dude uh, must have been really elevation challenge. Yeah, I was going to say.
1: <laughs> yeah, he he was a little uncoordinated, but uh, I think now he can. He's
2: one of those guys. If you if he jumps high enough, you might be able to slip a piece of paper under his shoe, right? Yes, exactly. Get call him cement shoes. Yeah,
1: there you go. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so um, this segment of Sports Econ One Hundred and One is sponsored by Pacific Private Money, providing mortgage investments that are currently yielding around seven and three quarters percent, secured by Bay Area real estate doesn't get any more conservative than that, check them out at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Don't touch that dial if you're listening to Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back.
4: This is Mark Honf, co-host of Mortgage Investing 101. Did you know that you can earn, year in and year out, returns of 8% and more on your savings and retirement accounts? Mortgage-backed investment strategies such as trusted investing and mortgage pool funds can do just that. Since 2008, clients of Pacific Private Money have consistently earned high yields on their investments. Find out for yourself how you too can profit from these real estate secured investments. Call 415-883-2150 or visit our website at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Whether you're a local or entertaining visitors, check out the new Cityscape Viewing Lounge at
5: the Hilton San Francisco Union Square for 360 degree views that are out of this world. This new San Francisco landmark serves up premium wines by the glass and locally crafted beers, as well as tempting appetizers, all of which complement the city's landmark vistas. The Cityscape Viewing Lounge at the Hilton San Francisco Union Square.
6: Hi, Rick Tittle here. You may know me as the Sports Talk host. I can talk about all sports, football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, golf, tennis, auto racing, boxing, Olympics, rollerball. But this time I'm here to talk about pain if you have pain in your knee or your back like I do, then you should know about the Health Alert Hotline. If Medicare is your primary insurance, then you could qualify for a back or knee brace at little or no charge. I have an old injury for my football playing days, and anything that can help take that pain away and make it more manageable, that has my attention. I love the free delivery, and they take care of the paperwork for you. So if you have Medicare and need help for back, ankle, knee, or shoulder pain, please call the Health Alert hotline at 800-428-1570. That's 800-428-1570. Agents are standing by 24-7, so go ahead and call now. 800-428-1570.
0: Here comes the decision now. Let's listen
1: Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown here along with Bruce McGowan. Bruce, again, remind the listeners who's on the phone.
2: Now we got Vernon Glenn, who used to co-host the show with us. He has been a television sportscaster for many years here in the San Francisco Bay Area. And Vernon was down in San Diego for the Raiders. It wasn't exactly a pretty win, but they did pull it out as uh, has been their custom this year to pull out games in the final minutes of play. They beat San Diego. And the interesting thing about that game, Vernon, is that, you know, usually when the Raiders play down in San Diego, a lot of their old L.A. fans Travel down the road and and fill up the stadium. Maybe not to capacity, but they take about half the seats. This particular game, there were about eighty percent of them were Raider fans at that Jack. It, it, it
3: really was bad, and they were and they were they were booing the Chargers in their own stadium. They were booing the Chargers from the time they came out for warm ups. Wow! I mean, it was real I mean, I I almost felt bad for. Them. I mean, it's geez every 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 time they turned around, they were getting just savagely boos. And I mean, I'm not talking about just a you know a small little chorus of booze if you see it in a normal game now this this is a cascade of booze that was just trickling down yeah, you know the, interst- the, game.
2: the interesting thing about this is that the raiders like the chargers their future is kind of hazy i mean there's talk about yeah. the raiders moving to las vegas there's talk about the chargers moving to la but the chargers thing seems to have really alienated a lot more fans whereas the raider fans just sort of t- shrug because i think a lot of them travel with the team they go to las vegas they go to wherever charger fans don't really travel very well do they
3: yeah, I think you hit the nail right on the head there, Brucey. Yeah, they, the, the Chargers fan base, it's just limited to that area. I mean, they yeah, when the franchise first started forever ago, they were the Los Angeles Chargers before yeah. moving to San Diego. But but the, but the Raiders are global. I mean, the Raiders are international. And, and those fans, I would say behind only maybe the Pittsburgh Tom Steelers, uh, the Raider fans travel, and they travel well. Wherever they're huh. playing – There'll be an element of silver and black in full force.
2: Now, you you go to a lot of games. You cover a lot of Raider and Forty Nine Road games. What? Who would the fans? Do you think the Raider fans travel better than any other teams' fans?
1: Right. Well, yeah. What about Dallas? I
3: I think they travel. I think they travel almost as good as the the Pittsburgh Steeler fans. But they're the only other ones that I I would rather. You, you, you maybe you can maybe mention Packer fans in the conversation, but for the Raiders, even even in the down years, they travel. And and, and, I just, and, and and I'm talking about Bay Area-based fans that would travel. In fact, I just did a recent television interview with the famous Gorilla Rilla, uh, who was the mayor of the Black Hole, and uh, one, of the, one of the huge characters. And he, he says he hasn't missed a game in 13 years. Wow.
2: Well, that's, that's really being a hardcore fan because the team has been just awful – for the better part of 13 years, but that black hole, which Vern refers to, is the south end zone, uh, field level end zone, and the crowd down there—they are those people are nuts. I mean, they literally are crazy. I <laughs> you ever? You, you mentioned you talked to the to the self appointed uh, mayor of the black hole. You ever talked to some of those fans uh, just you know casually before a game?
3: Oh yeah, and uh, it, like, the guys like the Violator. I mean, there's there's a whole bunch of them, and they the, they, the Violator great. flies up from Los Angeles. Yeah, he's from LA, and he, and he just well, something happens. They 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 put that war paint on, or put the suit on, or whatever, and they they just slip right into their alter ego. And yeah. it, here's one bit on on Gorilla Rilla, because you only see him in a gorilla costume. Yeah. Uh, few people know what the real guy looks like. They know his name. They don't know what he looks like. Maybe
2: he likes anonymity. So, you know?
3: so this was cool. When we did the interview, we uh, we we did the whole like uh, witness protection cam. Like.
2: <laughs> oh, really? He was so, kind of in the in the dark. Yeah, huh?
3: so, yeah so you couldn't yeah. you couldn't see him. Interesting. Oh, that's he, funny. He, he wants
2: to be is it, Did he say why he wants to be anonymous?
3: He said he said because because there's only a handful of people know that 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 he is the actual gorilla. Interesting. Well, and
1: does he wear that when it's hot out too?
3: Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh, that's yeah. He, he wore it in Jacksonville. Oh he wore it wow. In Tampa Bay, he, he he wore it when they play preseason games in Arizona. He he, he wears it. So, how, how, so he's got to come says, to the game with he says it. He's lost ten to fifteen pounds of water weight. Oh, oh bad. So, so he's
1: got to put it on like when he's in the car driving there, or else people can, will see him who he is. Oh, you he know, puts,
3: he puts it on when he's on the yeah. road. He puts it on before he leaves the hotel room. Wow. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, does he cut
2: little holes for his eyes so he can at least see the game?
3: Well, it, 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 it's the headgear mask that he puts over his head, uh-huh. and then, then then the rest of it is the is the body suit that that unzips and then he steps into it. But he but can just, he can see through the holes, and he's only in his skivvy.
2: Really? Well, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. it's probably so hot. He, he doesn't want to be wearing a full set of clothes under that thing. That's that's interesting. Yeah, Raider <laughs> fans are different, aren't they? They And Vernon, and I go back to the day when I was a kid, you know, and then later as a young reporter covering them in the 70s, they had characters then. And it it just seems that's, that's one of the fun things about the Raiders is, you know, now that they're winning, it's made it that much more enjoyable because not only do they have something to cheer about, the fans are just – I really feel good for the Raider fans that you know, despite the fact the team may move, at least for now they're winning.
3: Well, for 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 those of the listeners out there that you know that like you know the Patriots or or the Broncos or some of these teams that are traditionally the, the elite teams, I think the NFL is much better when the Raiders are relevant. I really do.
1: That's true.
3: Yeah, it, it makes
2: it a lot more fun, and I think it's just maybe it's just the the history and the personality. It's interesting too because they don't really have. They have some great players in their team, but you think about it, Derek Carr is, is a nice guy, but he doesn't really have a colorful personality. Latavius Murray's their top runner is kind of quiet and low key. Uh, Amari Cooper doesn't say a whole lot. Who on that team kind of exemplifies the spirit of that team? And who do you who do you like to go to after after games, Vernon, to talk to and get kind of a fix on what this team is all about?
3: My my first go to usually is Bruce Irvin. Uh, the other linebacker, right alongside Khalil Mack. Here's what happens in post game, though. A lot of these guys, they like to get dressed first before you come on. So, so if you if you really want somebody, um, I go to their media relations staff, which is very good, by the way, and I request two players, my uh, my my number one choice and a backup. And right after the game, right after they go in and Jack Del Rio hands out the game balls, they pull the player out for me. For a quick post-game interview that we can turn right around and get on a post-game show, but uh, but once it's open, uh, boy, uh, it, it, sometimes you got to wait for them to get dressed. The one the, the one that you could always go to is Donald Penn, the lineman. Yeah, I've, I've reason, noticed that. Yeah, the lineman are or, or, or the, are or the best talkers on the team they really are and I don't know why, but they really are
2: I think it's maybe just th- th- perhaps they have to be the most intelligent because they have to know all the the complex setups of the of the other team's defense and I was talking to Kalechi O'cellame, who came as a free agent from Baltimore. You talk about a guy he struck me as a very very bright guy and you know uh very analytical and extremely uh friendly I mean, have you talked to Colechi at all
3: yes, I have yes uh, he's he's very approachable, very nice guy. We'll tell you right out. Right in front, right up front, whether he really feels like talking or not. More so, he does than he doesn't. But, uh, but after the after that Baltimore-Ravens game, you, you, you couldn't shut him up because that was, his, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was his first game against his old team. His
2: old team. That's Which, always they fun. Won. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, one of the things that Vernon has done over the years because I think it has made him successful and why he's lasted so long in this, in this Bay Area market as a television sportscaster is that he knows how to connect – with the athletes and Vernon, I, I know that some of, some of us who work in the business don't seem to maybe approach the athletes. I don't know if there's a right way to approach athletes, but you always seem to have a good relationship. Even the uh, have you ever had a problem with any athlete? I mean, a, a guy like a Will Clark, for instance, who had a little bit of a, a temper once in a while, or or maybe uh, I don't know, you know, Dion Sanders when he was here briefly was kind of a pain to deal with. But do you, do you ever have any pl- uh, players that sort of? It gave you a hard time? You had to kind of kid around with him to lighten him up.
3: No, not really. I mean, even he, he, even when Jeff Kent was here, he could be he that prickly personality, and we all know about Barry Bonds. But I've, I've been pretty lucky. I, I think a lot of it goes into maybe how I approach the guys. The fact that I'm not exactly uh, physically imposing. I'm only five three. <laughs> I mean, what can I do? You know, I'm just. Uh, I'm just a little known with a microphone. No, you're I, Mr. Involvement. So I so I'm not really kind of threatening, but, but at the same time, I will try to engage in some kind of conversational type interview type thing instead of, instead of just hammering them home with, yeah. with with basic you know football questions. I mean, the beat writers, I mean, yeah, they got they got to you know pull everything you know apart so there's just nothing you know on the bone.
1: Yeah, but right Vern, Vern, there's nobody who doesn't like you. So uh, stay with us. Hold on. we got to cut to a commercial Commercial break. Here, Here is our first trivia question. That's right. Yeah. Okay, so they we're talking basketball here. Who holds the record for the most free throws made in a playoff game? All right. Yeah, that's our question. Email edward at sportsecon101.com. The answer to that question. Don't touch that dial. Sports Econ 101. will be right back.
5: Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400.
8: your process lower your monthly mortgage payments save your home and your credit but you must act now call 800-274-7312
1: 800-274-7312
8: not available in all states paid non-attorney spokesperson
1: welcome back to sports econ 101 edward brown bruce mcgowan and Vern glenn Trivia question number two, who holds the record for the most points scored by a rookie in an NBA playoff game?
2: Well Let's Vern and I both take a stab at this. I'm going to say, for, my guess is Magic Johnson, because I remember a game in 1980, his rookie year in the finals, which clinched the championship for the Lakers against the Sixers, and I think he scored 42 points in that game.
3: Is that, is that the game where he won the game? and They went over to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and hugged him and Kareem's like, "Oh wait, wait, wait! It's not over yet."
2: Yeah, I think something like that. Yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Uh, my, my guess was going. My guess was going to be the then Lou Alcindor, Sender, nineteen seventy. For- oh, well, that's a good. That's my guess. Yeah, that's a good. Actually, guess.
1: you got to go back a little bit before him. Will Chamberlain? Yes,
3: oh, I was in 19th. Oh, you know what? It, it, why not? I mean, <laughs> yeah. will, will that will that one hundred and five <laughs> fifty point game?
1: is not that amazing. Uh,
3: and Will, Will also, also
6: slept
2: with what, twenty thousand women or was it thirty thousand? Well that was uh, ten. Oh, but... oh,
3: oh, oh, bedded women? Uh, yeah. He says twenty thousand.
2: Well you know the you oh. know the story behind that guys, don't you? He he was asked just sort of in jest and he said, I don't know, just put a number down. And they said, Well, come on, give us the number And he goes, Twenty thousand and they figured it out. He would have had to have bed a woman every single night for the better for the better part of twenty years. <laughs> That's not possible. <laughs>
3: no. Not possible. Uh, Remember? It, well,
2: if, if it was the same woman. If it was the same woman. I, 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 I don't know if it was 20,000 different. 20,000 different. That's what he said.
1: Well, you I, think, I
2: think he, he was he playing around, but I think he was having fun with the with the writer. Well, of course, because
1: yeah. don't you remember what um, uh, Burgess Meredith said in, in Rocky? No, women
3: weaken knees. Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's what he says. Yeah. That's it. No Adrian. Lincoln, yeah,
1: women weaken legs. No Adrian. I always remember Mickey, that Mickey. That was his name. Yeah. yeah. So in 1960, Chamberlain scored 53 points. Wow, it was rookie year.
2: It was Amazing. with the Philadelphia Warriors. That's right. the well, we Warriors Day, yeah. There you go. We've got Vernon Glenn. Speaking of the Warriors, Vernon uh, joining us. Vernon is a television sportscaster for many years here in the San Francisco Bay Area, and you're covering the Warriors pretty closely. This, I can't remember, Vernon, watching a team where you just almost routinely expect them yeah. to go out and win, and they usually do. I mean, with rare occasion this year, they've lost. And it just seems like when you go out to see him play, it's almost—I hate to say it—it's almost boring. Because well,
3: at, at the time of this taping, what do they got like four losses, yeah, four losses. And yeah, 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 think about this. Let me put this in perspective. This is the, this is the worst start for the Warriors in the last three years. <laughs> Twenty-five and four. Yeah, is that crazy or what? That. I mean, I'm watching the uh, game,
2: Vernon. I'm watching the game the other night on television with the, with Utah, and it was a close game for a quarter. And then all yeah. of a sudden, it just Utah's a pretty good team. They'd won eleven out of thirteen. They just blew them off the floor. I mean, this team. Everybody thought they were going to be good, but I don't know. You know, they, it, it's. I mean, Cleveland could be trouble. Uh, certainly, San Antonio has shown that they've mm-hmm. been trouble. But in your mind, does this team look as good as any team you've ever seen?
3: Yeah. Yeah, eleven of these, uh, eleven of their wins. They've, they've, they've
1: had leads of at least 30 points. Wow. In the game. Wow. That's amazing. Hey, let me ask you a quick football question here because I was going to ask this last week and uh, didn't get a chance. So the Jaguars play in London more than any other team. I thought I thought really? at first it was the Raiders because... The, Why would it, because, the Jaguars...
2: I mean, the Jaguars are probably the least popular team in America.
1: Probably probably the because they're a lousy team yeah. and the worst get worse. Yeah, You know, it's one of those... It's well, like why would London
2: want to have them? They don't. Get, I don't
1: know if London gets a choice, do they? Uh, yeah, it's probably just not. right, and they probably look at it and they go, "Listen, you know what? These guys are never going to be in the playoffs. Let's just, you know, let them have the jet lag and all that." But it's kind of unfair because again, yeah. the, the team that gets worse is going to get worse. I'm
2: curious, Vernon. You you cover a lot of the television news. It, is there
3: like it, Edward? You know, have them do something about it. Start winning.
2: <laughs> Vernon, do you know if the NFL uh, dictates the, the, who goes to the to the game in in London? Is that the NFL's decision, or is that a network decision? You know uh, yeah, they do. It,
3: yeah, they and and yeah, they they dictate it. I mean, I, I think I think teams can kind of voice their displeasure with it, but but it, it kind of it, it kind of is what it is. Yeah, and, and, and I think I think they try to. They try to cater to the East Coast teams because they, you know, they have a shorter, shorter trip. Whereas, whereas the West Coast teams, Mexico, Mexico City game is is, is a much better deal.
2: Yeah, no because question.
3: That's, that's smart. Yeah,
2: it makes sense. Hey, back to the Warriors for a second. Now yeah, you're covering them pretty closely. A lot of interesting personalities on that team. Nice bunch of guys, though. What's your impression of of dealing with you know Steph Curry and Kevin Durant and Steve Kerr and the likes of? You know, Draymond Green seems like the most interesting guy because he's probably the most outspoken. But what a uh, pleasant group of people to deal with. I mean, there's not a, a, an ego that's out of control in that in that locker room, is there?
3: Yeah, I think the first thing that stands out is away, away from the game, they're, they're they're very approachable and you can talk to them like like they're just regular guys. In fact, they really warm up to it if you start talking about other topics other than other than basketball. Not that they don't mind talking about basketball. I mean, they're kind of they're kind of used to it. This that's their world, but um, but it's it's it, 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 it's it's a good collection of I would say mostly character guys who uh and 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 and, it, and it's almost as if they they all understand to a man. Hey, look, you know, w- w- certain people have a certain role here, and for, for for the greater good, you have to make certain sacrifices to get to where you want. And and,
2: and there it is. It seems to me also that that Steve Kerr and his coaching staff kind of set the tone. I mean, Kerr is so – you mentioned guys being approachable. Not only is he approachable, he's such an interesting guy. I mean, he grew up in the Middle East. His dad was an ambassador who was killed, I believe, in – He was
3: assassinated. Assassinated. Out of an
2: elevator. Yeah, and he was like in college at the time. I mean, he's had an interesting life, uh, Steve Kerr. He played on some great teams, but he's not your typical jock, is he?
3: No, Kerr. He's a he's 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 a he's a basketball savant, um, and uh, and has always just been just just kind of a g- congenial, off the cuff. Uh, you know, no no scripts, no prepared notes, and and he can just speak eloquently. I, I think what he said about Craig Sager, who uh, who, who left us uh, due to leukemia, was was really full of class. Mm.
2: Yeah, that was powerful. He he he's got up in front of the, the fans before yeah. the game and spoke, and, and there wasn't a dry eye in the house. And you mentioned Craig Sager. What a sad story that was. But, you know, I'm sure you ran into him over the years. I just bumped into him a few times from time to time at games. And there's another guy. Boy, you know, what you saw is what you got. There was no phoniness. There was no pretension. He just loved doing what he did. And, you know, that wasn't ex- – and he, and,
3: he, and, he, and he loved just talking to people. Oh, he Rangers did. Rangers just, yeah. just go up to you. Uh, i I was fortunate enough to get a couple of selfies with him he 's uh just just uh, just kind of a fun loving guy and if, if you go If you go back, Edward mm-hmm. and look at hank aaron 's seven hundred and fifteenth home run, so much is made about the fans that came out of the stands that ran around the yeah. with him. when he got the home plate, there was Craig sager out of nowhere he 's in a long trench coat with a microphone. Trying to get the first interview. Oh.
2: I think he did too for his radio station, didn't he?
3: So yeah. So I mean, I mean that, that could <laughs> never happen today. You're kidding me? Security would tackle him in a second. Yeah. But uh, but 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 in those days, yeah, he just uh, boom just came out and
1: because the that wasn't a game winning home run. Well, no,
2: no, but it was the, it was the one that broke. Hayden yeah, but, but to just suddenly record, yeah. come
1: to, to interrupt basically interrupting the game. Well, there were there, there, was, there, was there were fans, several people of, that yeah. came. Well, out I the mean, it,
3: well the yeah. whole game. Stopped. I mean, that uh, was, yeah. what, April, 1975? 74. Five? Right. 74, 74. Yeah, it's so like opening game. The whole game. game stopped, and people forget, uh, Dusty Baker was on deck.
2: Yeah, that's right.
3: Because after, after the ceremony, everybody left. Mm. And Dusty's looking around, well, wait, well, what about me? Well, I, I haven't been asked.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Vernon, you you gotten to interview with some interesting people over the years. Who are some of the the more fascinating characters here in the Bay Area that you've become – pretty well acquainted with and, and, uh, have enjoyed, you know, rubbing shoulders with?
3: Well, all time. Uh, boy, uh, gosh.
2: Um, you mentioned Dusty Baker. I would think he's right there near the top of the list.
3: Yeah. Du- yeah. Dusty Baker's cool. Uh, Hank Aaron was great. Uh, you interviewed
2: Hank Aaron a few times, huh?
3: Oh yeah. 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 I, I, that, that was, that was a candlestick park. That's when he told me the hardest ball he ever hit was a candlestick. And really? And it
2: didn't go out. Wow. It didn't, it didn't go out. out. <laughs> the wind knocked it, knocked it down.
3: <laughs> yeah. What was uh, that? Alan, well, Alan Tramble was cool. Okay. Um, Alan Tramble. Uh, Wayne, Wayne Gretzky was great. Oh, yeah. Uh so He's was, always so great. So Jim Brown. Jim Brown. Uh,
2: now, when did you interview Jim Brown? Because he hasn't been playing football for like 50 years. I interviewed years.
3: Jim Brown at a – it was a It was a charity golf tournament. He was just sitting there, and I just. I just – right up next to him and nice man banged we, we, we banged out an interview but uh, nice nice guy
1: the dirty dozen man that's one of my favorite yeah. movies so. jim brown was very-
3: but one of my one of my favorites all time was michael Irvin. really the dallas cowboys <laughs> now why is that because it was it was uh, it was a uh, it was my first time in dallas uh, i i showed up at the, the headquarters on a tuesday which is normal players day off and um uh, nobody was around, and then all of a sudden, uh, you, uh, uh, Nate Newton came out, and he did an interview with me. And then he, it was Nate that went back and parroted out uh, Daryl Johnston, and um, and anyway, Michael Irvin came out, and uh, and he's one of the few guys that when the interview was over, he said to me, "Hey, you, you got everything you needed? Are, are you okay? Is there anything else you may, Okay, all right, well, let me know." And and he, uh, just always, it just always stuck with me that that, wow. that he took the time to say that. And then when I was in front of the headquarters, getting ready to do my little TV, Vern you know, on the White House lawn stand up. Uh, he, he kind of he kind of drives by, honks the horn on his on his top down Pontiac Viper sports car, <laughs> kind of waves and takes off. And I and I've I've reminded him subsequently and years later about that. <laughs>
1: how how long ago was that interview?
3: That was that was January nineteen ninety four. Oh,
2: so, wow. Was oh, just so when, the, when the Niners were getting ready to play them in the finals. It was, it
3: was, it was just for the Cowboys. Cowboys at Niners, NFC Championship game yeah. at Candlestick. Wow.
1: That's when they won the third one in a row. Oh, well, right? the, 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 that was a that, that yeah.
3: super team. Deion Sanders' yeah. super
2: team. Yeah. 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 No, that was interesting because Deion Sanders uh, later joined the Cowboys and they won the they won the Super Bowl the year after, but it was interesting. The 49ers and Cowboys played each other three times in a row in the yeah. finals in 92, 93, and 94, and it wasn't until 94, the last one, that the that That's the Niners one. won. There was there was no love lost between those teams, huh? Yeah. Right, right,
3: right. Wait, but, wait. but a lot of times, guys, it's, uh, it's the guys that I've met not necessarily uh, for TV. I've just kind of like run into them and been introduced to them, guys like Johnny Unitas. Uh, George Young, who was then the general manager of the Giants.
1: Go- oh, wait, hey, hey, Vern, stay with us two seconds. I know, I know you have to go. We cut, cut to a quick commercial break, and then we'll say goodbye to you, okay? All right, who holds the record for the most three-point field goals made in an NBA playoff game? Don't touch that dial. Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back.
4: How would you like to earn over 8% per year in your investment portfolio in a conservative investment that has been considered one of the best-kept secrets in investing? At Pacific Private Money, we are actually paying over 8%. Imagine what a mutual fund of low loan-to-value mortgages would look like. Well, that is very similar to what participating in the Pacific Private Money Fund is like, because we own many loans in the fund that are actually less than 60% loan-to-value. It would be extremely difficult to find an investment that yields over 8% with this much collateral. We pay you monthly. Can you imagine earning more in one month? than most banks are paying in one year? Of course you have questions about how we can deliver this. So call Pacific Private Money at 415-883-2150 and we will answer all of your questions. You can also visit us at pacificmoneyfund.com.
7: Invest in some fun this season with this deal from Paintball Tickets. With the largest network of paintball fields in North America, Paintball Tickets is committed to bringing you high-intensity fun for a fraction of the cost.
1: I can get you a guaranteed policy where the low premiums are fixed anywhere from 10 to 35 years. So email edward at sportsecon101.com right now for your free life insurance quote. That's edward at sportsecon101.com. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan and our favorite guest, co-host, used to be co-host, but favorite guest, Vern Glenn. All right, third trivia question. Who holds the record for the most three-point field goals made in an NBA playoff game?
2: God, I'm going to yeah. guess Larry Bird. I'm going to guess Steph Curry just because it's recent.
1: Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson. Yeah. Clay Thompson. May wow. of 2016. Wow. And the thing is, I don't have the number. That's silly me.
2: What was it? He had 38 points in one quarter, Vern, last year. Against 37. 37. 37. 37 in, in
1: Sacramento. Yep. Wow. That's amazing. That yeah, was amazing. So, uh, Vern, uh, you, were, you were about to tell us a story about we, – we were talking about, you know, why – I mean, everyone likes you so much just because you're a nice guy. But rather than this, you know, intimidating feeder fe- feature, uh, you know, like you said, you, you, you said on the air you're five foot three, and you're a person of color. So you're, you're not intimidating to these guys, but <laughs> tell them about the stool.
3: Oh, yeah. I, uh, I, 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 I towed around a little step stool. And I joke, you know, with the stool, I'm six foot three. So, uh, so, so I, I go rolling in there, and I, I go up to the guys, I ask them for a quick little interview, and they go, yeah, sure. And then they see me fold out this step stool, you know, and then I stand up on it, and they think it's the funniest thing. <laughs> that's, how, that, 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 that's, how, that's how Colin Kaepernick first warmed up to me. Because when he, when he, when he came in as a backup to Alex Smith, they, uh, they, 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 would, they would grab cap for me. After a game, and 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 then he just thought it was the funniest thing, and it got to the point where, where him and and and, uh, and and just other athletes and other and other venues would would say, hey, hey, you got the steps, so where's the stool? <laughs> yeah. they, they 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 tease me about it. But but when yeah. you're
1: in, when you're in the studio though, uh, when you're sitting down behind the microphone, when you, I'm on set, yeah, when you're on set, um, you're just sitting in a regular chair, right?
3: No, I'm not even sitting. I'm standing. And in, in, in fact, oh, uh, in gotcha. fact, there's like little, uh, little elevated little steps that you stand on. Well, because it looks uh, like but, you're but, sitting. But the guy that does weather, Paul Deano, you know, he's, he's six foot four, so he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to stand on any. He's just standing up. Mm. And, then they, and then the and then the 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 middle of the set is elevated, so the anchors are sitting down
1: in mm. chairs. Got what it uh, is but, okay. but but
3: as we as we kind of book in them on on either end. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta step on something so it, so it kind of looks like the same height.
1: You like
2: standing up while you're broadcasting? Does it make it more, you know, because you're more active, or you just—is it a normal, natural kind of a feeling when you're doing that?
3: Well, I had to adjust to it at first because when I was at the, the NBC affiliate, Cron, I, uh, you know, you always sat down in these nice, comfortable chairs. But but here's a here's a here's a set we have to stand up the whole time behind the desk. That's hmm. all right. It's
1: how, okay. How long are you standing for?
3: Well, just just for as long as my source sports, sports segment is,
2: which is like four minutes or whatever, five minutes. Yeah, usually,
3: yeah, <laughs> we, I, no, no more than really four and a half minutes a shot.
2: Yeah, did they give you a hard time if you go over? I mean, or they just cut you off?
3: Mm, no, I, I I rarely go over. I mean, there's time cues that you're getting, so so you you. You know, you know when you have to kind of, you know, jump out or toss back to
1: the anchor. Gee, I wish I could get paid for four minutes worth of work. <laughs> you, you, know, you know, he, Vern knows I'm teasing. But, him. Uh, but, but Vern, you ever, you ever actually? You know, that's, that's, that's,
3: that's, that's, that's the only four minutes that you actually I, see. Yeah. I know, I know. That's
1: why, that's why I'm laughing because we I, 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 I know it's. A
2: I was going to say though, do you ever, you, you're, you're maybe uh, running with a topic and you're doing some sort of uh, spur of the moment. Uh, update on something or you know just adding a little story to what you've already written and it do you ever have a, a has this ever happened where you've actually gone a little further and a little longer than you should have and you know that but the story is so good you can't help yourself has that happened a few times
3: no but there's other people that have uh, we, we like to call it running through the stop sign <laughs> um yeah there, 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 are other, there are other people who have done that i i, I i'm 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 hip to the fact that that these shows are timed to the second, yeah. And and and, if, and, and I'm at the very end of the show, so so if, if you go too long, you could be in mid sentence, and then all of a sudden, hey, welcome to the Family Feud. Oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. We got a good one for you today, and, then, <laughs> and then I, just look, I just look sloppy.
2: Yeah, I remember when I was working. Vernessa's going way back to small market television back in the mid '70s. I was working in Eureka, and in the 11 o'clock news, I'd always come on with the sports at about 11:20. Uh, eleven twenty three and that we were supposed to be out at eleven twenty seven and i 'd always run over and no, nobody ever cared <laughs> nobody ever cared, but the we used to get nobody cared in our front office the The listeners or the viewers were incensed because we run into Johnny Carson, and if you right. remember Johnny Carson did his monologue, so we 'd always get into gotcha. the monologue. Couple of minutes into it, and finally, my boss told me you got to stop running into Johnny's monologue. Can't see, do that. see, I
1: could, I could just imagine Vern. You know, when you say family feud, you just get Steve Harvey to go. Hold on, Vern's still talking.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, that's, that's, that's a nice thought. Uh, uh, those, those family feud shows are taped. He does, he, he does about uh, he does about five
2: of them a day. Oh my goodness! Wow. Well, Vern, you're in your early fifties. How much longer would you like to do this? Another ten years or so? Or are you putting any time limit on it? You just well, want to go as long as it's I, fun.
3: I, she, I I owe so much money. I'll be working from the grave. But, uh, <laughs> well, you got three boys, <laughs> my, and, 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 and a, they're all hungry. The world, <laughs> the world, my youngest son is 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 twelve, mm. so that's seventh grade. So um, he'll I, be on the I, payroll I, in another the 10, ten years, at least at yeah. least till he's you know done with his education. <laughs> yeah, that's, <And> after that, and <laughs> we'll you know, we'll just see. That's what, another ten, 10
2: years. So you you got him on the payroll for another ten years, there, my friend. <laughs> Exactly. I'm I'm yeah. in the same boat with my daughter. I'm looking at my daughter. I'm thinking, gee, she's just starting middle school. By the time she gets out of high school, I'm going to be an old man. Well, I'm already an old man now. But yeah. I'll be old and gray. Well, I've got yeah. The... yeah. Well, I, already I feel you know. I, at, at times
3: I I, I feel old, but kind of kind of like the uh, so you, you, you get off my lawn, you know. Thank you. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> No, I cannot uh, see Vernon Glenn
2: doing that. Uh, no, I cannot no, see Vernon Glenn getting doing getting the old
3: on. Grand Torino no, no. Uh, Clint Eastwood thing. Get <laughs> off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> right. but, but you know, here's here's the new the new normal is this though. These kids they go away to school and then they come back and move right back in the house. That's right. No, 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 no. Just, we just, we you know, the economy. So it, it's, it's, it, I'm talking about if they want to move back home.
2: Well, they can help pay um, the bills. Tell them, hey, you're you're moving. You can help pay the bills. That will, no, work out we well. we
1: told our kids, listen, we love you and we love for you to visit, but no,
2: really. <laughs> My parents let me stay at home for about six months after I got out of college, and then they said, okay. My mom was the one to actually. Pushed me out the door. She said, "You have to go out and get that job, have to." And that was the best thing that it's ever good, happened. Yeah, yeah, best thing yeah, that you ever can't happened. Call,
1: because I would have well,
2: I probably would have hung out a little bit longer. You know, I'm, I'm not saying yeah. I wouldn't have started. I don't know about how you guys, what your situation was like. Well, what you got planned for Christmas, Vernon? You mentioned, that, you know, it's it's hard to cut out a
1: certain remember, portion remember, of this time. Is, this is December 31st,
2: right? This is December 31st. So <laughs> I mean, next what, Christmas, but you know, I mean, just <laughs> the holidays is is a busy time in sports. How do you cut out, say, a couple of days to, to be with your family?
3: You just make the sacrifice and make sure your DVR works. <laughs> I mean, I just yeah, you you, you can do that. Yeah. Like uh, like like for 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 example, uh, Christmas fell on the day of the Warriors Cavaliers game. So what you do? Yeah. Well, you go you you make nice with the in laws, but uh, but you're 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 present. You're 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 cognizant of when that game begins. Mm. And then, and 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 I'm upfront. I just I just tell it by now. Hey, I I I really want to see this game at this time, and more so than not, so. No,
2: that's only a couple well, hours.
3: All, all of, all of yeah. America Washington.
2: Yeah, it's only a couple of D- hours. D- do you
1: ever do you ever get to uh, take the family with you on anything? You know, you know what I mean, like business related you work. Know, I,
3: I only I only have one son, Edward, that, that that's really into sports. Really? Yeah, the other two. I mean, I mean, I I, I try to get, I tried to get, uh, I tried to get them all to, to rally and, and and go to the Cal UVA game with me, but I only got I only got one of them to go.
2: They're not that much into watching sports. They like to participate rather yeah, than watch. Yeah,
3: they'd rather. Yeah, they'd rather. Yeah, they'd, they'd rather just do it now. Now it's funny. They all play, you know, some sort of you know fantasy sports like fantasy baseball or fantasy hmm. basketball, whatever fantasy football. They all they all do that. But as far as getting them to go to a game, they be yeah. They'd rather just do something else. Do
2: they, do they keep up with the teams, the local teams like the Warriors and the Raiders and the Giants?
3: My, my middle one does. Okay. And my, to a degree, my older one does, too. Well,
1: yeah. What about, like, it's traveling? Funny, it's
3: funny. You know, we talked about the Chargers at the beginning of the show. Yeah. My, uh, my 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 oldest, uh my oldest for, for whatever reason, he really likes Keenan Allen, the whiteout for the Chargers.
2: Oh, yeah, former Cal player. Yeah. Maybe that's yeah, part of the yeah. connection. So, so,
3: we, so we, got him, we got him a powdered blue Keenan Allen, Allen football jersey. It was one of his Christmas presents. Oh,
1: sweet. And I was thinking about, like, let's say, uh, you know, you got to go to New York and you know, take the family, or at least maybe take the wife with you, and let her go shopping while you're working, and then come back.
3: We uh, uh, only only a couple of times I've I've gone to spring training and been able to kind of take her with me, but this okay. is when the kids came along. Yeah, I mean gotcha. they, they, the kids are so busy with their swim schedules, practice, and, and meets, and stuff like that. I mean, we I just I just can't. I, a, I can't afford to bring her. B, we just can't
2: afford to die. Okay, the time. Yeah. You mentioned yeah. swimming. My daughter's into swimming. She does it three days a week, and it's it, you know it's pretty cold around here this time of year. She doesn't seem to mind it, so I'm trying to get her to come out in the ocean with me because I've been surfing lately. And she goes, I don't know about the ocean. <laughs>
3: Uh, so, yeah. open water
2: swimming—that's a whole different. That uh, is a whole different. Yeah, in the thing.
1: swimming pool, you don't get too many sharks, do you? No, no. That's true.
2: But I've and yeah. I've been doing this for fifty years. I've never seen a shark. Well, that's not true. I have, but not near me. <laughs> yeah.
9: And
1: yeah. I, I brought uh, I brought uh, my wife to spring training one time. Did you? Yeah. Yes. And and nice. she actually enjoyed it. She doesn't really like baseball that much, but yeah. she just liked the atmosphere because it's kind of a party sure.
3: atmosphere. Well, it's it's it, there's the you know, spring training. Mean, there's 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 something for everybody at spring training. Yeah, I mean you can you can you can you can you can watch it, leave, come back. I mean it's just it's just yeah. it's, it's just so chill.
2: It's nice. It, it is, is awesome. a lot of fun.
1: Well, Vern, thank you so much for uh, joining us yet again on Sports Econ One Hundred and One,
2: and we'll see you Saturday at the uh, Raider game. As we speak, we're doing this uh, broadcast uh, for a couple of days just before the Raiders play the Indianapolis Colts, so Vernon will be there. Thanks so much, in, Vernon. In,
3: in, 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 fa- in fact, when, when this show airs, I'll be, I'll be in Denver. There you go. The Bronco game.
2: The
1: Broncos. That's okay. It won't be that cold. <laughs>
3: Well, I'll, I'll make sure to, I'll make sure to stay inside. There yeah, you really. <laughs> you guys
1: ever done Airbnb? Think I'm thinking about doing an Airbnb. Never done I, that. I actually, I did. I did. Really? Yeah, down in um, Laguna Beach. Was it? Was it nice? It was a very nice place. Yeah, yeah I would think it would be. I mean. Yeah. You know. It's, no, no, uh, definitely much, check it out. It's
2: almost cheaper than, than the regular than the regular hotel room. Well, and in, in some respects, probably more convenient too. Are you are you
1: telling me the studio doesn't pay for, station doesn't pay for it?
2: No, they pay
3: for it, but I but I, I I've got a corporate card. I like to keep it under control.
2: Yeah, there you gotcha. go. I hear you,
1: man. All right, buddy. Thank you so much again, Vern. Thanks, Vern. I'll talk to you soon.
2: Uh, okay. Vern's a great Good night, guy. America. Okay. Good night, there you go. Good night, America. Hey, he was the one who started that. No, event, he did. I had, I had to kind of pick it up and. It's okay. Vamp, vamp it. You know? I, I don't think he minds. No, not he's, at all. He's probably okay with that. All right. All
1: right. We've got another minute before we had to cut to our. Let's see. Wait a minute. How do we do this here? Do we already cut to our commercial break? We got one, two, three, four segments. Okay. Are we They're saying not, goodbye? No, not yet. Not quite. Not, not quite. yet. Okay. Um, not sure how we did that. Oh. I already asked my three trivia questions, right?
2: Uh, I think, the Bob yeah. Coozy, Chamberlain, Chamberlain,
1: and the uh, OKC. Yeah. All right. Well, that's okay. Uh, I don't know. I have no idea how that happened. That happens.
2: You had too much eggnog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come on. Okay.
1: We did the one segment. Yeah. We did the next segment. We did the next one. This is our fourth segment, yeah, isn't it? This is our it? fourth segment, yeah. Okay. So, so this is where we say goodbye. No, no, no. We got one more segment. Oh, we got one more segment. I'm yeah. sorry. Okay, Did I'm not because we have to do our thoughts for the day. Oh, sure, sure. So I have no idea how that happened. Okay. But, um, do, we,
2: do we have another trivia question? You want me to throw one out there? Sure. Go how? ahead. Okay. Um, who said winning isn't everything? Vince Lombardi. I didn't even get a chance to finish <laughs> it. But you know what he actually said? He says winning isn't everything, but the will to win is everything. Not uh-huh. winning isn't everything. It's the only thing. Vince Lombardi was a very misunderstood man. Everybody always used to think he was a conservative, right-wing, you know, hardcore, old-style guy. He wasn't in some respects. Huh. He was not. But, I mean, but was, when they got
1: Ernest Borgnine to play him, it was oh, perfect, because yeah, they looked yeah. exactly alike. They did.
2: Ernest, you know, Ernest Borgnine lived a long life. I think he was yeah. 92 or 93. When yeah. He yeah. Hey, great actor. I watched a movie the other night he was in called Bad Day at Black Rock with Spencer Tracy, Robert Ryan, Anne Francis, Dean Jagger. Uh, I mean, Anne Francis. It was shot in this little uh, town. I guess they just built this little town out in the desert, and it was just a grim uh, movie. If you ever have a chance to see really? it, about the fifty nineteen fifty six, uh, Spencer Tracy has the lead role. Good okay, movie. and uh, also, Bad Day at Black Rock,
1: and also see Emperor of the North. Oh yeah, that's yeah. a really good one no, too. No, no, okay, no, 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 yes. stay with us, Sports Econ One Hundred and One. We'll be right back with some closing comments.
9: Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free, confidential debt review. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your
1: host, along with Bruce McGowan. That was great having Vern Glenn, always our favorite. Uh, Any last uh, minute? Closing comments before I come up with the uh, thoughts of the day?
2: Well, I just want to wish everybody good holidays. Uh, hope you're having a fun holiday season and uh, enjoy the uh, new year, which yeah. is going to be full of all sorts of interesting you know, developments in sports. Uh, the Warriors out here on the West Coast, we've got the best team in basketball, but Cleveland has something to say about that. They're the defending champions, so think that's going to be interesting. I think the Raiders are a great story. The Patriots may be the best team in the AFC, but – I wouldn't be surprised if the Raiders went to the finals uh, opposite the Patriots this year, so we'll see. And
1: then, uh, let's see, Uh, I think it'll be a repeat of Cleveland uh, Warriors? I think
2: without question. There's no other team in the East that really impresses me. Uh, The Warriors may have a tough time getting by San Antonio. They beat the Warriors soundly in the opener. Now that's only one game, but they're going to be tough to handle.
1: Toronto looks pretty good too. Toronto looks
2: good, but yeah. I just don't see Toronto beating Cleveland. Cleveland is just yeah, they're you know, they're they're, they're a beast. They are, especially
1: if they stay healthy. Okay, and LeBron here. LeBron
2: always has something to, you know he's. Uh, people say, oh, last year, you know, he he wanted to win that first championship for Cleveland. He wanted. It's not just that. He is a very all these athletes competitors. This guy's yeah. an incredibly competitive yeah. guy. He is.
1: Yeah. Okay. Here's our thoughts of the day. Terry Bradshaw said, "When you've got something to prove, there's nothing greater than a challenge." Mm. like that. And Doug Williams, remember him? Sure. He said, never give up, never give in, and when the upper hand is yours, may we have the ability to handle the win with dignity that we absorb the loss.
2: That we absorb the loss.
1: Let's see. We have the ability to handle the win with the dignity that we absorb the loss. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Okay. He
2: was a, Doug Williams had this one moment, like kind of like Joe Namath. He led Washington to the super bowl championship i think was after the 87 season he didn't really yeah. do a whole lot before after boy that yeah. one year he
1: was amazing And it's funny because denver uh, started off like a house on fire that game yeah well that think. was
2: the, the denver in the 80s they had three super bowl t- uh, teams and they lost all three games and they, and they lost the last one badly to the niners the niners just destroyed. oh
1: man, that was a tough one for yeah. them all right so tune in next week to sports econ 101 we're going to be discussing sports topics from a business perspective and asking more sports trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm your host, Edward Brown. We'll see you next week. Good night, America. So long.